Welcome to Tradesformational. My name is Adrian Fedeni. I am the founder of Tradesformation. We are business and sales coaching for maintenance tradies. The international term is field services technicians. And not that most of Australians know that, but we look after the people that keep Australia running, okay? We don't work with construction. We make sure that once it's built, it stays built. Today, I'm exceptionally excited to have Dan Kurt from service.com.au, apart from being a partner of ours, a joint venture partner in, in, um, for Transformation. Dan's a mate of mine. Uh, Dan, Dan and I have known each other now for a few years, probably about five years, and we have collaborated on, on a, quite a few projects, and we had a pretty exciting story. We might even share with that with the listeners later on, Dan, about how we first met and... Uh, my, my, my poor performance in your uh, boardroom. Mate, with no further ado, I would like to bring Dan to the microphone. Dan, how are you, buddy? Awesome to be here. Thanks, mate. Look, uh, a little bit more about Dan. Dan is the founder of service.com.au. It's an online marketplace connecting Australians with verified peer-reviewed trades and service providers. From plumbers to painters, electricians and more get multiple quotes in the one place. Um, look, Dan's actually an engineer by qualification, 10 years in sales and marketing, 15% of that time has been in the building trades industry six years as a small business and co-founder, and he's passionate about changes in consumer behavior in increasingly a digital world. Well, what an understatement for that last one. And finally has a broad understanding around marketplace dynamics. So mate, tell me, um, tell me about your journey until how you got today. How, how did you guys create service.com? How does it work? Tell us everything, buddy. Yeah, so oh, firstly, thanks for, for having me on and uh, always good to chat and, um, and talk about not only this industry but the world um, at large. Um, so service.com.au was um, born out of a number of different um, scenarios. Um, so there's three of us as co-founders. Um, one of uh, – we all come from um, a sort of sales background with a bit of a trades and services flavour. So – Jacob, um, one of our co-founders, both his brothers are tradies. One is an electrician, the other is a carpenter builder. Um, and I actually grew up back in the UK. Uh, my family owns a builder's merchant. So I grew up in a, in a building yard um, and through my teenage years worked every um, part of that job and uh, the later years um, running accounts for different tradies all over um, the southeast of England. So we uh, have always been involved in some capacity in the trade space. Um, and then when uh, myself and Dexter, the other co-founder, came over to Australia, um, we were working a sales job with, with Jacob. Um, and Jacob had done some time at one of the largest print media companies in Australia and he had dealt with tradies as his largest clients. Um, and he had found that 
they by far in any other category were spending the most amount of money, but quite often didn't actually know the return they were getting on that, that spend. Um, so that was first and foremost, that was back in the sort of print media days. Um, and then uh, one afternoon uh, we were sat around and Dexter had been trying to get a, an air conditioner fixed in his apartment um, and had sort of ventured online to try and get that sorted. And um, it proved to be, an absolute nightmare and in the, the middle of a, a Queensland summer the last thing you want is a busted air conditioner so um, a series of different events came together and we were like hey uh, let's let's see if we can solve this problem um, so we started out and we we had a, um, a just a standard directory where you could go on there and you could look for a trade in, a, in an area um, and we um, started by calling trades in the area and offering them essentially a, a small digital marketing package saying, hey, look, we can list you in our directory. We can also get you found in the search engine um, and we can get you some um, additional inquiries. But more importantly, we can actually give you some reporting as to how many of those inquiries you've received in a, in a given period um, and translate that into a, a return on investment scenario rather than just spending a certain amount of money because that's where you need to spend the money because that's what your competitor is doing. So we really wanted to focus on um, having a, a fully transparent service where you could see that you were getting a return. So that was back about seven years or eight years ago now. Um, fast forward to today, we've got a team of 18 staff. Um, the platform's evolved. Um, we might go more into that just as um, the, the way the world has evolved, particularly in the digital space, um, where now a consumer can come on, they can put the job that they're looking to get done in and we tender that out to the guys in the area um, and then the, the relevant traders can go back and um, they can inquire further with the client or they can give a price um, and a quote over the platform giving the consumer um, some options to make a decision. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit of sort of how we started and, and where we come forward to today. Yeah, and I, and I believe, I'm not sure if I'm even supposed to be talking about it, some developments with the program, uh, sorry, with the software coming up very soon or we can't allude to that yet? Yeah, I mean, I think the, um, the other thing we've probably all realised is that um, the world's moving far faster than it have, ever has before and particularly with technology. So we're always developing new um, products and new ways in which we think we can deliver a better service to our clients. So we've got a, a B2B offering in place. Um, so that's from a, a demand side. So at the moment we cater very much to um, Mary Smith that's looking for a plumber or a, uh, a trade. Um, and we believe there's a, a really big opportunity in the more commercial space where big organisations and businesses also have a requirement to, to mobilise trades, uh, particularly compliant trades. Um, and so we're, we're fully um, involved in a, in a development process to bring a product to those kind of businesses as well. That's exceptionally exciting. I must admit, so for all of my clients that are listening, uh, and maybe the listeners don't know this, I always divide up um, maintenance trades into two sectors, the CAD or the residential and what you need to do to get to them is marketing, whether it be di digital avenues or offline. And that's someone that owns a residential house and needs something done. You don't get a lot of work from them because they probably need a plumber every two to three years or electrician for that matter, whatever the case may be. But where you can get a lot of repeat work is if you're in strata management, nursing, ha uh, um, nursing homes, daycare centres, pubs and clubs, all those guys are, are going to, 
need a lot more servicing and I, I'm bloody excited by that possibility that you guys are going to be in it. That, that's very cool, mate. So tell me, okay, so we know a little bit about how you guys got to where you are today. You've, you've, you're about to, what's the timeline on that B2B product? Is that m- months away or? We're actually working with a couple of pilot clients at the moment. Um, they're working with the software to um, to basically test it and it's in beta. So um, prove out the systems and, um, and really develop that into something that's, um, we believe is going to provide a lot of efficiencies to those clients. And if we can do that, just drives extra demand for our trades through our platform. So um, we believe it's going to um, really give us a, a competitive edge when it comes to their volumes of opportunities that we can provide to our traders. So um, the, the development is, is um, ongoing, but we've actually got some test clients that are in the system at the moment. So. Awesome. Very exciting. So I'm going to um, ask you the, uh, the devil, devil, I can never get my words out properly when I want to, devil advocates question. Why service.com? au over one of your competitors what what i mean i've got my i mean i'm definitely going to jump on the back of this to tell and tell you what i've noticed about you guys and why we're why we're partners but why i would love to hear it from your from your words from your mouth why pick you over some of your competitors um i think like absolutely there's a heap of things that i think we do um slightly better than our competitors and equally i'm sure there's many things that our competitors do better than us and so the real answer to that question um i would say is that we're we're going to be right for some people and we're not going to be right for others but i actually think that there's an argument to use all of us um and that probably talks into more around marketing strategy and um and understanding where as a trades business you can generate inquiries from. And I think that I, uh, I'm not letting out any secrets here to say that there's a lot of um, sometimes negativity or our industry is, is slightly frowned, frowned upon. When I say industry, I don't know, our business model, or our types of businesses. Yeah, um, I'll add to that. When, when to someone that listens and may not be clear on what you're saying, when you talk about directories and I, I can say service.com, service seeking high pages um, or uh, one flare if that's an industry or those types of models definitely have a a certain reputation in the marketplace let's let's put it that way yeah and um i think that sort of ties into what i was alluding to before um and it's not just our industry i look at um digital um, transformation in the world at large um is often frowned upon by people that are in that industry. Let's take Uber um, for taxi drivers. When yep. Uber first launched, taxi drivers thought it was the worst thing that had ever happened to them, um, and quite rightly so. Like their some of their livelihoods were impacted, um, and the way that they did business was impacted. Um, and that's about adapting to change. Now. There's going to be a number of different types of people in that. There's going to be people that see the opportunity in that and then change the business to take that opportunity. Um, And there's other people that potentially are going to be of a victim mentality and say that, hey, this is the reason that I can no longer do business in the same way. And when I I look at that from a marketing perspective, um, just look at the changes over the years of how – um, marketing has changed. I mean, back in the day, it probably used to be 
asking the neighbor or getting a referral from friends, which to some extent is still around today. But the volumes of work that you could generate in that environment was arguably was uh, far greater back in the day. And then you'd probably move to maybe a poster or a newsletter in the town or uh, maybe even a flyer drop or something like that. Move to sort of print newspapers where you could advertise. That then goes into sort of niche or um, compiling that information into some sort of uh, print directory. And then you sort of get to the dawn of the internet where there's a heap of information out there. So people can now start to go and, and do some more uh, research and, and a lot of information. And then fast forward again, and we're consolidating that information into sort of web-based or digital directories and then keep the evolution of that going. And we're seeing now it's like almost um, single niche directories or single niche platforms which are really targeted to specific industries to the point where um, it's almost like the technology is going to be at a point where it will tell you who you should use for the job based on what it knows uh, about you. Uh, and as I said, that's not, um, that's not just in our industry. That's in every industry we see that happening, whether that be in travel, whether that be in um, transport, whether that be in, um, I mean, food delivery, particularly with what's going on in the world right now is just, um, an absolute booming industry um, to the point where Uber Eats will tell you what it thinks you should have based on what you've um, what you've had in the past and that kind of stuff. So um, it's, yeah, it's really a, a trend in, in the world. And in I, I couldn't agree with you more. Look, it's, the world's continually evolving, changing. Some might say not for the better, but that's, I guess, arbitrary. But the one thing that we know for sure, there's companies that missed the boat many, many years ago, not necessarily in the marketing or the trade space, but companies like Nokia were the world leader in mobile phones didn't look at the evolution in, in technology, got left behind. Kodak was another perfect example. Yes, they're large businesses and yes, they might not, they might be hard to compare to an electrician in the suburbs or a plumber um, down in Sydney City or whatever the case may be. But the principle still holds true. If you don't embrace technology, you will get left behind and your business will cease to exist at some point. It, it may not cease to exist at the beginning, but it will be heavily impacted and it's funny because it happened to our market as well. We were face-to-face -face live trading up until maybe four or five months ago. And now we're 100% online. And I got, I've got customers I've never met face-to-face -face in Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney. So Sydney, I've met most of them face-to-face. -face. And I still get people resisting saying, oh, no, I don't like doing Zoom. Well, your competitors are on Zoom. Your competitors are getting on digital platforms. And if you don't hurry up, you will get left behind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that's one thing about what the world is going through at the moment that I, I believe we're seeing an acceleration of trends that we've seen for a long time. So you think about remote working and, um, and Zoom and these digital offerings, they were, they were already things that were around, but the adoption of those things has just gone through the roof. I think e-commerce in Australia, I think, was around sort of 30%. Um, and don't quote me on these numbers. This is just something that I've um, picked up in conversation. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think they, through the height of COVID, they were looking at 80% of products were being bought online. And I think about that 50% of people that have either embraced that. There's going to be a large chunk of those that have done that for the first time and gone, gee, gee, that was, that was easy, or gee, that was convenient. So why would I do it any other way? So I think that... Um, that tail transpires across many different industries and many different consumer behaviours. Um, 
if someone can come online and they can put their information in once and they can get some choice of uh, various different providers, now whether that be when looking for a, uh, an Airbnb home or whether it be looking for a flight overseas or whether it be hiring a trades and service provider and they get an option and they get some information and they get some suggestions and um, there's some of the work already done for them and they have a good experience, then that's going to become an adoptive behaviour long-term. Um, that doesn't mean to say that the other thing... To a degree, mate. Sorry? I'd even say addictive to a degree, you know, like not even adoptive, it becomes... Wow, that's easy. Every, I, I, I think I don't know the numbers either, but in the last lockdown, skyrocketing in, in, in e-commerce, like, like, like as in um, online shopping, went through the roof. So not only people were stuck at home, they, they it just started to buy more and more stuff. Maybe they needed it, maybe they didn't, but the, re, the reality is they still bought it. So, mate, I, I want to um, ask a couple of more questions. There's... Um, I'll actually share a quick little story because th there are people that get it and don't, and I'm going to probably um, embarrass one of my beautiful clients. Uh, a gentleman that owns a company called Sewer Surgeons came on board as a, as a coaching client, and he goes, oh, I don't know about this coaching. It's, uh, it's a little bit new to me. And then within about a month of him signing up, corona hit, and he didn't just get into a coaching relationship. He then got into an online coaching relationship and then was freaking out, like was not kicking and screaming, but um, was really freaking out about the whole process. Did a month of it. And then I think maybe two months by the time we had our lockdown laws uh, loosened in Sydney. And then we went, all right, we're putting back another live event. And he goes, mate, there's no way I'm coming back to life. You know, I, I'm not losing income while I'm on the, uh, my guys are uh, only taking the information, first of all, in bite-sized bits in one hour little segments. Um, I'm not losing the income from having the whole team out of, out of the field for a whole day. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me, mate. Even if, even if you do lives, I'm not coming back. And I went, wow, that was like the epiphany for me. So uh, Andy Quinn, I hope you're listening, buddy. I'm very, very, very proud of you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great example of a consumer's behavior has fundamentally changed forever. So if you as a business then go, well, I don't care if they've changed their behavior. I've done it this way for 10 years, so I'm going to continue to do it that way. Well, then you, you lose an opportunity. You get left behind. Mate, I, I want to um, bring us to a bit of a pause. Uh, obviously, we're doing a three-part. I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning. So that, that's given us a really good base to start on. So we're going uh, to do this over uh, three podcasts. That's our first one, getting to, in, getting to know Dan, getting the intro I think we've laid the platform beautifully. Um, so, mate, thank you so much for your help on, uh, on part one. I'll see you uh, on part two very soon. This podcast is brought to you by Tradesformation, helping maintenance tradies all across Australia learn today and earn tomorrow. To find out more about Tradesformation, you can check us out at Instagram at trades underscore formation or head to our website, tradesformation.com.au. Plus, for our Sydney listeners, come join us on our next Tradie Info session on the 22nd of September from 7am to 8.30am. Tickets are just $5 and it includes a barista coffee on arrival. Head to Tradesformation's Eventbrite page 
to grab your ticket right now and not to miss out.